Today's broadcast of Bagels and Blessings has been previously recorded at an earlier time. Shalom Chaverim, that's Hebrew for hello friends, and Shabbat Shalom, that's Hebrew for Sabbath peace. This is Ethel Chadwick. Welcome to another week of Bagels and Blessings. This past summer when I attended the Messiah Conference, I met Crystal Bacolter, and she has a great story, and we're going to hear all about her in just a little while. Stay tuned, and I'll be right back. and Blessings is a ministry of Congregation Shema Yisrael. We are a Messianic congregation made up of Jews and Gentiles who believe that Jesus, or Yeshua, is the promised Messiah. Our services contain Jewish liturgy and Davidic dancing, and we celebrate the Feasts of Israel. We meet at 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton, and our services are Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Please join us for worship. And while you are in the building, be sure to check out the Fig Tree Messianic Bookstore and Gift Shop. Now open Mondays from 6 to 8 p.m., Tuesdays by appointment, Wednesdays from 3 to 8 p.m., Thursdays from 3 to 6 p.m., and up to 30 minutes after services on Saturdays. You can call the Fig Tree Bookstore at 585-484-7775. The Fig Tree Bookstore and Gift Shop is a great place for books, CDs, cards, jewelry, and so much more. So be sure to check them out when you visit Congregation Shema Yisrael. And now, when you make a purchase at the Fig Tree Bookstore, you can fill out a raffle ticket. Those names will be drawn for a prize from Bagels and Blessings. So those of you in the Rochester area, be sure to visit Congregation Shema Yisrael in the Fig Tree Bookstore and fill out your ticket for a chance to win a prize from Bagels and Blessings. Well, we've come through Hanukkah and different families celebrate different ways. Ever since my children were small, we just started a tradition of giving gifts out every night for eight nights. And now the children are grown and they've left home, but my husband and I continue the tradition. We continue it. We give some gifts are maybe $10 and other gifts are worth more money, but we have a blast doing it. So this time of year, I love to play this next song, Liberated Wailing Wall. They are a branch 
of, uh, they were a branch of Jews for Jesus. They came up with this great song called Messiah Miss Carol. I just love it. Give a listen. Rejoice, rejoice, for King Messiah is born in Bethlehem. Rejoice, the Son of David's come. Again, that was Liberated Wailing Wall, and next up here's Joshua Aaron, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel.
This is Joshua Aaron, and you are listening to Bagels and Blessings. I'd like to thank Excellent Air, Heating, and Cooling for sponsoring Bagels and Blessings. Give them a call today at 585-889-7840. They're a family-owned and operated business. Their prices are fantastic. They will take care of your air conditioner in the summer and your furnace in the winter. 
Give them a call today because they love the Lord and they are excellent. Excellent Air Heating and Cooling, 585-889-7840. This is Ethel Chadwick. You're listening to Bagels and Blessings. Stay tuned for my interview with Crystal Bacalter. But in the meantime, I've got more music to share with you. Next, we're going to listen to Carlos Perdomo, King of All the Earth, because this time of year, more than any other, people are starting to perhaps think about who is Yeshua, who is Jesus. And you can share with them that he is king of all the earth. And you can share with them that it's a very Jewish thing to believe in a Jewish Messiah. Oh my, so exciting. Here's Carlos Perdomo. Lord, we're longing for your glory. We're looking for you now. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. And underneath the shelter, in the shadow of your wings, our eyes at last will look upon our King. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah. Yeshua HaMashiach Lion of Judah The God of Israel Defender of Zion The glory of your people The King of all the earth The King of all the earth Yeah. 
ago at another Messiah conference, I met a recording artist named Raphael, and he has a really cool arrangement of King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I know you're going to like it.
Bagels and Blessings is a ministry of Shema Yisrael Messianic Congregation. Your tax-deductible contributions will help keep this program on the air. Make checks out to Shema Yisrael, that's S-H-E-M-A-Y-I-S-R-A-E-L, and please put Bagels and Blessings on the memo portion of your check. Send your contributions to Bagels and Blessings, Post Office Box 192, Scottsville, New York, 14546-0192. And you're invited to come and experience Messianic worship in person Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton. This is Ethel Chadwick. Thank you so much for listening to Bagels and Blessings. Remember, Yeshua is the reason for the season. Here's Becca Shea with one of my favorite songs, All About Yeshua.
and there are more great songs perfect for this time of year from Liberated Wailing Wall. See what you think. And here's another liberated Wailing Wall song, Hamashiach Yeshua.
Next, here are a couple of songs from Marty Getz. He's a Jew born anew. He found his Messiah, and just like me, we're not ashamed of the gospel. You'll love it. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you this child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm a storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kiss your little baby, you've kissed the face of God. Shalom, this is Marty Getz, and you're listening to Bagels and Blessings. Silent, deep in the night, half 
one mother's child was sent into a world that would know him not. Dayspring, joy to the world would bring angels and light to shine. He was born to bring new life to the sons of men. Even then was the treasure soul. Even then the treasure sold. He came making no earthly claim, suffered the guilt and shame. He never knew for me and you. That was such a beautiful song, and, and I admit that was the first time I ever heard it. Wow, that was Marty Guts again. Okay, it's time for my interview with Crystal Bacalter, and I know you're really going to enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening to Bagels and Blessings. Crystal Bacalter, welcome to Bagels and Blessings. <laughs> Thank you. 
I'm excited. I met you at the Messiah Conference this past July, and you seemed like an interesting person, and I'm so happy that we finally have this time to talk together. Awesome. Sounds good. Good. So why don't you begin by telling us a little bit about how you were raised, since I don't really know anything about you. Were you raised in a Jewish or a non-Jewish home? Um, I was raised in a Jewish home, um, and I was raised in a Reformed synagogue in Detroit. Uh, I was very involved in the synagogue. I actually was kind of brought up to become a cantor, so that that encompassed the vast majority of my childhood. Oh my, so you're a singer. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's very exciting. I'm a singer too. I like you more already. <laughs> Okay. Speaking of which, I, I'm actually looking at Joshua Aaron right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a sweetheart. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. Wow. So, let's see. Growing up, did your family ever talk about those Christians, or did you ever hear anything about Jesus at all? Um, I did. Um, I like to say to people that, you know, I. I heard about Jesus. I, I, you know, I even read about him. I had a Bible. I don't even know why, honestly. I had a Bible with a New Testament in it when I was a child, but I did. And um, I, I was drawn to Jesus. Even as a small child, I can remember being drawn to Jesus and the scriptures. And uh, um, I, I thank God that I never was in a way like desensitized to him or picked up on this narrative that he's somehow not for us. So um, I'm really grateful for that. Well, that's a good thing. So how did you find out that it was okay to be Jewish and believe in Jesus and that he was actually the Messiah? So uh, I found out about Jesus because actually my father's side of the family is not Jewish. Um, I grew up, my parents were divorced. So I grew up primarily in the Jewish community and my father was not a believer, but my grandmother and my aunts and uncles were. And so around holidays, you know, I would hear the Christian music and my grandmother would give me CDs. And there was always this sense of peace when I listened to Christian music that I was, um, and I could even quote Romans 11 here that I was jealous of. And later on in my life, uh, probably around middle school, my father came to faith through the ministry Promise Keepers. And he started quoting scripture and constantly listening to Christian music in the car to the point that I, I became quite familiar with Christian music. And my brother ended up, my younger brother ended up going to Promise Keepers and coming to faith as well. And I saw a huge change in my dad. And I thought that was amazing. And I thought, Jesus was a great thing for him, um, but I was Jewish, so of course I didn't need that, but I thought how great it was that my dad found this relationship with God, but a few years later, completely unrelated, my mother started going to church, um, at, which seemed coming out of nowhere to me. If you talked to her, it didn't, but it seemed like it was coming out of nowhere to me. She started going to this church, and this is, you know, my mother who raised me to, you know, marry a Jewish man, and you should be so proud to be Jewish, and what your great-grandparents went through, you should be so proud to be Jewish, and then she's getting baptized, and I'm thinking, it is so un-Jewish, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, little did I know, 
but um, through all of this, I was getting so much exposure to the word through them, through the constant Christian music I was hearing in my father's car. Um, and eventually I was invited to a Christian concert and I thought, you know, I knew so much Christian music at this point. I thought, Hey, free concert. I'll probably know all the songs. (laughs) And, and you know, they, they did an altar call at this Christian concert. I wouldn't have known what to call it then, but they did the most interesting altar call I have ever heard in my 25 years as a believer. They actually said um, that Jesus was the one that the prophets had spoken about to the Jewish people, basically, for years and years and years. And I, in reading my Bible as a child, I was so enamored with the prophets. I thought they had such a fire for God and such a relationship with God, and they had such a passion for leading the Jewish people that I, I, I remember asking God to make me like one of them when I was a child. I wanted to be like a prophet. And so to hear this guy, Jesus, I'd been hearing about was the one that my prophets talked about. That blew me away. I'd never heard anyone say that before. And then they said, you know, if you believe that Jesus died for your sins and rose from the dead, um, you know, gospel in a nutshell, have you ever asked him into your life? As, as your savior. And I thought to myself, no, I didn't know I had to do that. No one told me I had to do that. And I realized in that moment, like, I did believe that. No one had ever questioned me on it. And they said, if you believe that, what's stopping you? And I thought, gosh, nothing's stopping me. And that was how I came to the Lord. And I, I remember when I came down and gave my life to him, I physically felt the Holy Spirit come into me and I recognized him. I recognized him from the synagogue. I recognized him from the liturgy. I recognized him from the prayer book. I recognized that he was the one I had been talking to my whole life. Wow. That was how I met Yeshua. Wow. Crystal, at that point, other than your mother, were you aware of any Jews that believed in Jesus? Not a one. I thought... I thought that I was like my, and my mom, you know, she was, uh, she was a believer at that point, but she hadn't been a believer long, um, and was not walking strongly yet. So I thought, you know, I'm like, here, I'm the only one. And I, I was working in my synagogue at this point later on in high school. And I thought, you know, okay, well, I got to learn about this Jesus character. You're supposed to go to church and get baptized and stuff. So I started going to the youth group on Wednesday and Sunday nights because I worked at my synagogue like five days a week. I couldn't go to church on Sunday morning. Um, But there was nothing in me that ever said, stop going to synagogue and just go to church. Like there, that never would have occurred to me to leave the synagogue. I was Jewish. This is where I worshiped God. We worship him through liturgy and it's all based on scripture or directly from scripture. I recognized him when he came into me from that and to me, to this day, walking into a synagogue and worshiping, I feel just as comfortable worshiping Yeshua as I do in a church. Wow. So, Crystal, how did your life begin to change? Oh, goodness. Um, I started to realize and be very uncomfortable 
with the fact that I was kind of straddling two worlds, straddling one leg in the synagogue, one leg in the church. And I didn't know how to reconcile that identity. Um, I knew something about it was odd and I didn't know what to do with that until a Jews for Jesus missionary came to the church where I went to youth group and did the presentation on Christ and the Passover, which I'm sure many people listening have experienced. Um, and that I was, you know, I was so entrenched in the synagogue and the ways of the synagogue and so passionate about all of these things, all of the feasts that when I saw that, it blew my mind. I ju- I caught such a fire for what it was to be a Jewish believer. I didn't even know what I was catching a hold of yet, but I absorbed every book, every article, everything I could. I just ate it up like it was food um, because it was reconciling my identity. It was helping me to realize that I'm not, I'm not Jewish, you know, six days a week and then somehow Christian on Sunday. Um, I'm what the Bible talked about throughout the whole thing. I'm a Jewish person who follows the Jewish Messiah seven days a week. And I don't have to be one thing one day in one place and another thing another day in another place. Hallelujah. So, yeah. Amen. <laughs> Now, you ended up working with Jews for Jesus. How did that happen? Yeah. Um, Well, so I went to music school in college, and, um, you know, I had been groomed to be a cantor, and I started to realize that's probably not going to happen. I I don't see even a Reformed synagogue hiring a Messianic cantor. So I was kind of trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life because everything I'd ever wanted to do went away with the choice to follow Yeshua. And I reached out to, to other Messianic people in leadership. One of them actually was Marty and Jenny Getz, um, who were very encouraging. And um, eventually, through my interaction with Jews for Jesus, I um, was being recruited for the Liberated Wailing Wall, which, of course, you are very familiar with. Um, yes. And, yes. And... Um, so through that being recruited, I got on a list of people in Detroit that Jews for Jesus had that were, were willing to step out and participate in outreaches. And it, it was during the time Jews for Jesus was doing the Behold Your God outreaches around the world. And the person who was doing the outreach in Detroit was Sean Buckhalter. So he... I was on his list and he called me and um, we got to know each other through the outreach and my participation with that. And um, less than a year later, we were married. So I kind of married into the ministry. Fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to use your singing gifts after all. I did. I did. And even more so now. I'm so grateful for that. It's such a tremendous blessing. Well, how many years have you been with the ministry? Um, we were with the ministry as a couple for about six years, um, from 2005 to 2011. Sean was on staff, of course, before me. Um, and then at that point, after we came off Liberty Wailing Wall and um, some transitions started to happen in the ministry, we traveled so much we felt like we needed a break. And so we moved down to Nashville. Uh, we have been here for about 12 years, 
And um, just, let's see, about a year ago, David Brickner approached my husband about coming back, um, given the ministry was moving in a very new and exciting direction. And we prayed about it and we felt, yep, it's time to go back. So that was really, he started again last October. Um, he's working in the, the leadership team there, the ELT as they call it. And he's, he's basically like um, a hybrid of human resources for Jews for Jesus globally. And um, I do a lot of things unofficially. <laughs> I ran worship for the 50th anniversary of Jews for Jesus this past summer in Cyprus um, and have a few other things in the works right now as well. Fabulous. So do me a favor. I never know who's listening. This program is on our Christian radio station. It's also live streamed all over the world. But there might be somebody Jewish listening and Mm -hmm. they're probably thinking, I don't understand, you know, are you trying to convert Jews to a different religion? So can you just answer Mm -hmm. that and set the record straight? Absolutely. So first of all, I, speaking for myself as a Jew, I don't feel I ever converted to another religion. I live my life as a Jew. Um, I, I celebrate the, the festivals and the holidays and the feasts just like I used to, except actually with a little more passion now than I used to because of finding what, who I believe is the Messiah of Israel, and that is Yeshua. Um, he is ours. He was a Jew. He lived as a Jew. He died as a Jew. I believe he's coming back for our people as a Jew. Um, and that is, that's what we're trying to talk to people about. Cause most people like myself, like when I heard that altar call back at that Christian music concert, um, no one had ever directly told me that he was for us. And if you actually read Tanakh, not even the new Testament, Um, That was for us, too. That New Testament was primarily written by Jews to Jews, but the Tanakh itself, the Torah itself, talks about the Messiah, and Jesus was it. Yeshua was it. And so when you follow him, you're actually doing the most Jewish thing biblically from God's perspective um, that you can do. And that's what we're trying to engage people in conversation about it's not about getting anyone to convert or be baptized or somehow like a notch in our belt god forbid it has nothing to do with us we're just very passionate about the god of israel and the messiah of israel and we love our people so much we we can't be silent about that amen i remember as a jewish person being so shocked to find out that you know the last Supper was a Passover Seder, that the disciples were Jewish. But the clincher was Matthew 5.17 when Yeshua said that he came not to change the law, but to, to fulfill it. You know, he didn't come to change it. He came to complete the law. And, you know, just like, wow. Because, you know, growing yeah. up, I was afraid to look at a New Testament. I thought it was going to be anti-Semitic. No, yeah, and just the opposite. I know. It's amazing. Just, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, he is, he, he is with us. He is for us. He's one of us. Aw. So I'm sure our audience would love to hear you sing sometime. Do you have any recordings? Oh, <laughs> um, actually, I do have an album that is going to be coming out this winter. Um, I'm not sure what month yet. Hopefully, hopefully January 2024. Um, to my knowledge, it will be the first Messianic Cantorial album. Ooh. 
And when I say Messianic Cantorial album, honestly, as I said earlier, growing up in the synagogue, singing these beautiful pieces of liturgy, um, he, he's in it already. Like, I, I do say the name Yeshua when I sing the ironic blessing on the album, but there's nowhere else in the album I feel like I even have to say it because he's built in. He is built into the identity and the worship of the Jewish people. And when I sing, I sing with the power of the Holy Spirit. And I just pray that comes across to everyone who listens to it. Um, I am hoping I have a new version of the Hatikva. Given the state of the world right now, I'm trying to get that out sooner than later, um, hopefully on YouTube within the next month. Great. Well, listen, I want you to keep me in the loop because I would love to play your music on the air. And I think we're going to have to have another interview in January-ish so we can talk about this new album. And I'm very excited. Yeah, that would be great. Wonderful. Well, is there any way you'd like us to be praying for you? I realize this is not going on the air for a couple months, but just in general, any prayer requests? Um, Well, with this album, I honestly have waited years and years and years to be able to do something like this. As I said, I was groomed to be a cantor. That was all I wanted to do. And when I came to faith, I felt I'm not going to be able to do that. And the Lord just had a different way of doing it. Um, I realized I didn't need to be on a Bima, that the Lord himself would provide the platform, would provide a Bima. And so I just pray that the Lord has done this in his perfect timing. And I pray that it would reach everyone that needs to hear it, whether you are a Christian who is trying to figure out the place of Israel whether you are a Christian who loves the Jewish people and loves Israel, and this can be an encouragement for you. Um, but first and foremost, I think of the Apostle Paul when he said, I make the most of my ministry to the Gentiles in the hopes that some of my own people will be saved. And I say the exact same thing, and, that and. I hope that this, this album will speak to my Jewish people around the world, um, especially in Israel at this time, um, I'm sure even in a few months, they're still going to be cleaning up from what's going on right now with anti-Semitism on the rise around the world. It's a time to be united, um, not just as Jews, but Jews and Gentiles who are one in Messiah. And I pray that this will speak to people that way. Amen. Amen. One last question. Is there a website people can look up for your information for your music not not yet um we haven't gotten that far yet but there will be um a youtube site that would be the primary place to go and my ministry will be called chazan as in cantor so um in a couple months it will actually uh the hatikva hopefully will be up by next month and that will be under chazan c-h-a-z-z-a-n on youtube Wonderful. Well, folks, you heard it right here on Bagels and Blessings. <laughs> well, Crystal, thank you so much for being my guest. It's it's really exciting to talk with you. Yeah, this was great. Thank you. All right. Well, until next time, shalom for now. Shalom. And that was my interview with Crystal Bacalter. And we have time for one more song. And again, we have this this Jewish man who found Yeshua singing wonderful holiday music, Marty Getz with Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Have yourself a merry little Christmas.
Let your heart be light Next year all our troubles will be out of sight Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay From now on our troubles will be miles away Once again as in olden days Happy golden days of yore Faithful friends who are dear to us Gather near to us Once more Through the years we all will be together Should the Lord allow Until then we'll have to muddle through Somehow So have yourself a merry little Christmas Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. This is Ethel Chadwick saying, Shalom Alechem, peace be with you. Remember, every day of your life is an opportunity to be a blessing to someone. Thank you so much for listening to Bagels and Blessings. Shalom. Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good night.